Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg and uh, thank you so much for being here. It's Friday the 12th of March 2021. So if you're listening to this in five years from now, dude, did we, uh, sorry about the thing that we didn't do or geez, aren't we glad that we did that thing? Either one of those things will apply. <laughs> this podcast is going eight years, man. I listen to old episodes I'm like, wow, I t- I'm talking about Tony Abbott being our prime minister. Like we've been here a while and I'm grateful for it. I'm here every Monday. I'm here every Friday. Mondays I speak with a guest. Fridays, I speak with you. And uh, every episode of this show is guaranteed to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. If this is your very first show, there's 375 interview episodes and I don't know how many Friday uh, shows. So there's a lot to dive into and um, I hope you enjoy it. Start with the names you know, but you know the, the Friday episodes, they tend to be a little shorter and just ways of, you know, just talking about checking in with you really, basically talking about things that have worked for me on my journey of recovery, uh, not only from alcoholism, but also um, my mental health recovery. And, you know, they've been resonating really well, judging by the feedback that I've been given. So thank you so much for those of you who have emailed. Send Osher email at gmail.com is my email address. So lovely to see where you're listening from. Uh, Ryan's listening in, in beautiful New Zealand, watching a Senate photo of the America's Cup boats heading out in Auckland, which is, uh, geez, I miss Auckland, man. I really do. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Ryan. What a great thing to look at. I really appreciate that. So thanks heaps. Where is this one coming from? That's, uh, oh, it's Camille who's making an incredible chickpea curry. Look at that. I love it. It's like a cutting board with all of the things. There's mushrooms, there's carrots, there's capsicum and a spotty banana. Who doesn't love a spotty banana? And five cloves of garlic. You're a woman after my own heart, Camille. Jolly good work. Brilliant. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've been talking a bit in the last few weeks about writing as a form of mental health first aid. There's a couple of other episodes to check out. If this is the first time you listen to the show, you may want to uh, scroll back. This is part three of that series of, I don't know how many it's going to end up as, but writing is a very, very handy way and healthy way that you and I, without a mental health professional in the room or without relying on someone that we love or care about to hold the burden of our emotions, which they can do from time to time, but eventually, you know, your husband or wife or son or daughter or whatever, they can, it can be unsustainable to ask someone to constantly hold your emotional state that might not be rational. So writing is a really handy way of, of, of working through that. We've done um, two other episodes about it already. They're um, back in your podcast feed. If you want to scroll on back, I think last week's was all about letters to no one. And um, the first one, we talked about the cognitive behavioral therapy techniques of, of column writing, which is, is really, really handy. But I wanted to talk about one thing that was very, very useful to me when I was in, in particular crisis. It was around this time in 2014. It was, it was March. I, my brain basically broke in February 2014. And the following months were incredibly traumatizing and very, very difficult. And I was dealing with episodes of psychosis. I was dealing with paranoid delusions. I was dealing with a huge amount of anxiety. It was very, very, very difficult to get anything done. And I learned at the time by something really powerful. What, what was actually happening to me was in the case when it came to a decision, I would get, basically I would get decision paralysis because the, the weight I put in, what's the word I'm looking for? An inappropriate amount of weight on the decision that I needed to make. It could have been, I'm going to go to the fridge to make a sandwich. What am I going to put on my sandwich? The improvisational skills required to put a sandwich together out of what was in my fridge was so intense and I put an inappropriate amount of weight upon those decisions, I ended up not making a sandwich, all right? And I, I probably just put a hunk of tofu on a plate, put some soy sauce on it and ate it with a fork, all right? Not a great meal. Okay, because I knew I had to eat, but the construction of a, of a nutritious meal was so overwhelming that I would freeze and not do it. Or if I needed to, for example, go to the grocery store, putting on a T-shirt, what T-shirt should I wear? You know, I put such an inappropriate amount of weight and value and crucial pressure on the choice that required what T-shirt should I wear became so overwhelming that I wouldn't leave the house. Okay, I wouldn't leave the house. So in the moment, I was unable to make decisions and what would happen is I would freeze and then not get anything done. And it ended up being very, very, very difficult. And I learned through this time that when our resilience is quite low, like in that example I was telling you when I was dealing with intense anxiety and, and depression, my ability to actually make a decision in the moment was really badly affected. My brain would put 
inappropriate amounts of weight upon the choice I needed to make. Like, should I have this on my sandwich or that on my sandwich? Right now, in this cold state, talking to you didn't mean a thing. But a couple of years ago, when I was living by myself and I'm, you know, dealing with it, was so intense. I ended up not eating anything good at all, and I ended up eating terrible food, and probably wasting a lot of money on takeaway and, and whatever. And it would go on to, you know, should I make this phone call or the phone would ring and I'd be so terrified to, to answer it or uh, I knew I had to call someone, but knowing that I needed to call someone or when I should call them, should I call them now? Should I call them in 10 minutes? Should I call them in 20 minutes? It became so overwhelming. I would start to panic and freak out and I'm not calling them at all and ended up going in this quite a downward spiral. So I learned that the brain actually, when I'm in that state and generally so, but particularly when I was being quite vulnerable, my brain, I can't handle uncertainty. I have learned since to handle uncertainty quite well. And I'm doing really, really well with living with uncertainty and I'm getting much better about that. But when I'm stressed and when I'm in those vulnerable states, I just can't handle uncertainty. So I I learned to do something really, really, really powerful. And it was taught to me as a technique. And at first I didn't believe it. When uh, I'm in a cold state, so the day before, when there is no pressure, when there is no pressure, the day before, probably the night before, close to when I'm going to bed, get out my phone. This one is okay to do on your phone. All right. I've I've talked about the things have to be in longhand when you're doing the processing stuff, like emotional processing things. These, those things, I really feel those and the science has shown it being in longhand is really, really important to get a pen, put it on a piece of paper. But for this, I just use the notes app on my phone and make a checklist so I could actually check things off. And with intense granularity, I would write down absolutely Every single thing that I would do in my day from the moment my eyes opened to the moment I closed my book and turned the bedside lamp off, all right? And it sounds like bananas to explain this, but it was literally wake up, pull covers back, put my feet on the floor. Now, anyone who's been living with depression, those three things that can take you four hours to do. All right, wake up. What's the first thing on my lift? Pull the covers back. Okay, I can do that. Pull my covers back. What's the next thing I do? Put my feet on the floor. I can do that. Put my feet on the floor because it's on my list. I told myself I was going to do it last night. Okay, it's right here. I can do that. What's the next thing? Oh, go to the toilet. All right, I'll go to the toilet. What's the next thing? Put the kettle on to make a cup of coffee. Make a cup of coffee. You know, even like put it in this cup. All right, sit down. You know, have this for breakfast. Make some oatmeal. Back then, I you know hadn't been diagnosed celiac, so I could still eat oatmeal. Make some oatmeal. Put this on the oatmeal. Put some banana on there. Put some cinnamon on it. All right, and, and like slowly, slowly, email this person, email that person. You know, make this call, make that call. Go and see the thing. Go for a run. Wear this on your run. Go out the front door. Like literally, like a checklist, as if you were we were in a NASA movie and they're going, you know, going through a ten thousand step pre-flight checklist. It was literally that granular. Come home from the like, run to this palm tree, turn around because I was living in Venice Beach. Run to this palm tree, turn around, run back, go up the front steps, stretch when you come home, shower, put on this pair of shorts, put on that t-shirt, sit down, do this Skype call with this person, write this thing for half an hour make yourself this for lunch, that dang, 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 all the way, 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 all the way to like, right, watch this thing on TV, watch this episode of this thing that you've been waiting to watch, 10.30, turn the lights off, um, good night. And no shit, the list would be like 50 to 100 things long, all right? But what it meant was that the next day, I didn't have to think about anything, 
all right? I just went, what's the next thing I have to do? Oh, that's right, I've got to do this. And it just became so much easier than if I had to have the volition, if I had to have the will to do this particular thing. The red T-shirt, the blue pair of pants, the white shoes, out the front door, all right? Drive down this road to get where I'm going to go. Right. I didn't have to make those choices in the moment. I had made those choices the day before and that just made it so much easier. It made it so much easier and it was really, really, really powerful because it took that pressure off. And what it did is it, I guess now when I'm looking back at it and in this moment speaking to you, it taught my brain that I could cope in those moments. All right, because inevitably I'll write 50, 100 things down. Something shows up, someone makes a call, says, can you come and do this thing? Can you make this meeting? And then 20 things on the list go out the window. And that's okay because I know that I can pick it back up again wherever 4 p.m. is and okay, I'll go from 4 p.m. to bed. And that's fine. And it would taught me that I would be able to cope when things went skew if, if I got caught in traffic or if I missed a phone call or something like that. I would be okay, because I would just pick back up on my list as what's the next thing I had to do. And they just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And I would only need to do it for a couple of days before I started to get the strength to be a little more okay with improvising in the moment again. Like, what am I going to do to put on this sandwich? Okay, there's lettuce, there's a tomato, there's a bit of tempeh, there's some, you know, sriracha sauce. I'll sort this all out, make myself a nice little sandwich, that'll be nice. And then kind of get those rewards of like, that's fine. I'm able to do these things. These things are fine. I'm okay. And my brain would start to learn that I was okay in the moment once again, that I would indeed cope. And then it would be okay for a couple more days. And then as, you know, anxiety and depression can be cyclical and you can have a couple of good days, you're going to have a couple of bad days. And if I can feel the bad days coming, I'd be like, right, tomorrow I'm going to make sure I have an easy day. And the easiest way to make sure I'd have an easy day is just write everything down from the moment I open my eyes to the moment I shut my eyes. Like it was a computer program, like you're programming the machine to do your day. Like a perfect example is the person that's looking after Wolfie at the moment is unable to look after him in one day this week. So we've got another person in to look after Wolfie and this person doesn't know Wolfie's routine. So I have sat down and I've written Wolfie's routine from the moment he opens his eyes at 7am to the moment he goes to bed at 7pm. Absolutely every single thing that he does. Put the bottle in the warmer, turn the bottle to this size. You know, <laughs> the bath needs to be at 38 and something degrees. He likes these toys. You know, this is the towel you use. Like that much, like as if you are describing to a nanny exactly how you would care for a baby. That's pretty much exactly it. And Every single thing, every decision point throughout the day is already taken care of. And so that I can just hand this list to this person that's coming to look after Wolf and they'll be like, okay, cool. I know exactly what we're doing here. You know, go to the park, go on this slide, don't go on that slide. You know, he has trouble with this thing. Uh, watch out for this bird that likes to swoop. You know, all these sorts of things, all right? It's exactly the same thing, but you're doing it for yourself. And I can't tell you the relief that it is when you give yourself that day even just giving yourself that break from making those decisions all through the day because you've already made the decisions. You've made them in a cold state the night before when you are clean and clear and out of pressure and you can think really quite well about them and you don't have anxiety running through your body and you can take the time to research and Google and, you know, whatever you need to do to find out what, you know, where do you want to drive, which way you want to drive, which shop you want to go to, what things you want to buy when you get there, all these sorts of things you can do the night before. And then so when you wake up and you go, what do I do now? Oh, yeah, I drive down that freeway. I go for that exit. I park here. I walk down the stairs of the shopping center. It's the fourth shop on the left. That's the thing I need. That's how much it costs. And then I walk out. 
All right. You don't have to do any of the thinking through the day. You can just literally, and the feeling you get when you check the things off really reinforces in yourself. It's teaching your brain and teaching you, yes, indeed, you will cope. You will cope because I guess what happens is when we get in those moments, we're trying to keep ourselves safe, basically. We're trying to keep ourselves safe by not exposing ourselves to danger. And at that point, danger is making any choices because choices are frightening. And it's keeping ourselves safe. And we're, so we're reinforcing the ability that, no, actually, we've got power here. We can cope. We can still get things done. It's going to be fine. So I would say to you, if you can feel a bad day coming on or if you just need a break, try it out. Spend half an hour the night before just writing down in intense granularity what you're going to do the next day. And this also could be like, for example, if you're, say, for example, meeting someone from your family, you're going back to your family of origin for the Easter break or something like that. If we're able to travel and everything is still okay, you're going back to your family of origin and, and there's a day that you're worried about, particularly if you're, if you're meeting a relative or that you get intense around, do it like that. Like plan that day out so you don't have to deal with all those tiny little, because what happens is the micro stresses bring up through the day and you kind of, your level of intensity just raises through the day because you're constantly dealing with all these decision points. And then you can leave yourself vulnerable to explode and have an inappropriate reaction to something that somebody says to you. So you can take care of your shit on a day like that and make sure that your side of the street is clean. I think it's really, really important. So pretend you're Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon in Apollo 13 and Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Apollo 13? That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Pretend you're those guys doing the pre-launch checklist. And I've actually got, I've got a ring bound. Where is it? It's in my bookcase behind me. I've got, because I'm a nerd, I've got a ring bound copy of the Apollo 11 flight plan. It's a recreation of, of the Apollo 11 flight plan. So when you see all those like first man and you see like that, and you see all those big uh, NASA control room shots and everyone's got those big ring binders on the desk, it's one of those with the Apollo 11 flight plan. And the granularity of it's exactly this, flick this switch, look for that light. If that light says this, flick that switch. Get on the radio, say, the light is on, I've flicked the other switch. Wait for the, let's say, something, something, something. If it says yes, flick the next switch. Like it's, there's no one can make any mistakes because every single step, there's no improvisation. It is system, 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 system. Because that's the key. Once we systemize things, it can become easy. So I guess I do have a brain that can get quite particular and quite hyper-focused. So I try to use the aspects of my brain that get hyper-focused and quite particular for my own good. And once I set my goal and my all I'm going to do today is follow this list, then I just do it. I just fucking do it. And it reinforces itself throughout the day. So by the time you get to like 9.30, 10 a.m. and you've already you know checked 15 things off, you're like... Actually, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm doing okay today. I'm doing okay. Because you as, know as well as I do, if you're dealing with depression or anxiety, you can call in sick to work and stay in bed until 11.30. You need to pee, but you're not getting out of bed. You can sit there doom scrolling through your phone for three straight hours and nothing will change. In fact, it'll just get worse. But if you've already said, throw open the covers, swing your legs over the bed, put your feet down, you have now achieved three things that you said you were going to achieve. And that is a way to tell the other part of your brain, no, actually, I can get things done. And now I'm going to do the thing that says stand up. And now I'm going to walk to the bathroom. And now I'm going to have a pee. And now I'm going to go put the kettle on. Look at that. I've done seven things. Fuck yeah. It really works. I wouldn't be so excited right now. I'm literally remembering doing that in my apartment in Venice. I did it for like, to be honest, I did it for weeks. 
because that was the only way that I could get anything done. Otherwise, I would just freeze and I would sit there and I just ruminate in my brain and my head would just go around in circles and I would get fuck all done and it was not healthy. But I certainly hope that helps. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that works out for you. If you need to give yourself a break or if you need to get yourself on track, just make those decisions the day before, write yourself a list and trust that you'll cope. Trust that you'll get it done and have a great time checking the boxes. I had a little app that when I checked the box, my phone would go, and it gave me such a thrill because I was like, check it out, man. I've got this little haptic feedback that I'm getting shit done. And then I, you know, I would say you've done 15 out of 77 things. And then towards the end of that, I'd be like, oh, 53 things are more so close to 77. And you get to turn the light off. Boom. Fuck yeah, I did it all. And then you, your body goes, oh yeah, you actually did it today. You were really scared about yesterday, today. I mean, today, yesterday. And now you've done it. Good for you. And it's a part of, you know, teaching your brain how to do it right. Anyway, that's what worked for me. I hope it works for you. Let me know how you go. Send Osher email at gmail.com is my email address. You can also get me on Instagram. I'm at Osher underscore Ginsburg. Shoot me a text. I'd love to see where you're listening to the show. I'd love to see your lists. If you have a list, it'd be great to see it. Have a cracking week. Uh, Monday's episode is all about sleep. Yeah sleep. I'm going to speak to an expert on sleep. And I thought I knew a bit about sleep, but Dr. Carmel Harrington is her name. And she absolutely blows my mind with some of the things that I learned in this conversation. So I cannot wait to share that with you. It's really, really powerful stuff. Have a cracking weekend. Look after yourself until I speak to you on Monday. Sleep well and dream of beautiful things. 